Hey everybody, Kent Pound here, and I've got something special for you this holiday season. It's the Black Friday through Cyber Monday sale for The Stupid History Book. This book isn't your typical history read. It's all about the surprising stories behind everyday items. Discover the quirky history of things that you use daily so that you can jingle all the way. It's the perfect gift for that hard-to-buy-for family member that likes to sound smarter than they actually are. So don't wait. This offer is available for a limited time, Black Friday through Cyber Monday. So grab your copy of the Stupid History book at stupidhistory.net. It's history like you've never read before. Welcome to Unfiltered Studios, your one-stop destination for a diverse range of podcasts that cater to every interest. Join St. Joe on Nailed It as he explores the fascinating times of the 80s and 90s. Find solace in the advice of a mother on Petals of Support. Dive deep into intriguing interviews on The Sleevy G Show. Catch up with the latest in sports on Unfiltered Sports Weekly. Connect with your spiritual side on finding your way. Achieve mental wellness with hypno-wellness. Never forget the history of everyday items with the Stupid History Minute. Understand how we've become the people we are today on how to be less of an asshole and gather with fellow movie enthusiasts on Movie Lovers Unite. Your journey into the world of podcasts begins here at Unfiltered Studios. Subscribe now and join the podcasting revolution. Unfiltered Studios, where every voice finds its place. Visit unfpod.com for more information. And hello, movie lovers. So today is our intermission episode think of this as you waiting in line to get your ticket at the movie theater or you're sitting outside after watching a martin scorsese movie because there is an intermission for the first time in 100 years there's actually an intermission for a movie and you and that person is having a conversation amongst each other either it's a top five of your favorite scenes that you've ever done or it's the new Avengers film fold out that came out and you're having a discussion about music think of it less this way but today we are actually doing why we like gangster movies so if you're on the road during the this morning time we want to let be your guide into why we like gangster movies and this is a little bit more of a laid-back show and i know that it's been about two months since we've done one of these but i do want to try and do these at least once a month so that way you guys have something special to listen to as you communicate commute on your uh tuesday morning so without further ado let's go on ahead let's get on with the gangsters <laughs> and hey rossi how are you i'm fine hi guys how are you john i'm doing fantastic it's yeah. always great to be able just to talk, just talk to you, just have a conversation with you. Same. It's been a while since we've just talked and had a good time. You know what I mean? I know, right? I know. Same here. I remember I was telling you backstage that I was like super excited to do the show tonight because we haven't done a show together in a minute. No, it's been a little bit, but you know, it's always, <laughs> you know what? When one or two are gathered, it's always great just to have a conversation. Right. And hey, right. Jo- hey Joe, how are you? Hi, Jojo. But okay, so my wife is the one who came up with this idea uh, why do we like anchor movies? Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in bed, right? And I'm I'm enjoying Boardwalk Empire for like a hundred time of binging that show. Right. Okay. And she comes up to me. 
Chico, uh, I'm in bed. I'm enjoying my little gangster TV show. And she says, why the fuck do you like this shit? It's like, because I'm Italian. She goes, I'm Italian too, but you don't see me robbing banks or doing any of this stuff. And I'm like, then as I'm going through my work week, I'm like, I'm sitting there doing my, my normal stuff. I'm like, why do I like gangster? Movies? Right. So now because of that, this is why we're here. <laughs> so. Right. Right. I kind of feel the same way. I, um, you know, I've just always been fascinated with, uh, with gangster films, you know, and, um, uh, watching like the, the biographies on A&E of, you know, Capone or, you know, Lucky Luciano. And, you know, it's, it's, it's fascinating. Their, their world. It really is. If you think yeah. about it though, it's under the context of the fact that, you know, you have these mafiosos that, are powerful they're rich they have everything in the world right. around them but yet we're sucked into that world because we want to actually have everything right. they really have and it's not so much as the fact that we're rooting for these guys or anything of like course. that of course we're wondering is that is there's that is that suspense of are these guys going to get caught doing I was rooting stupid? for some of them. I mean, not in, not like in real right. life, you know what I mean? But like, it, let's be real. Like when Gotti was, you know, getting off of those trials that he was on and it would be like, not guilty, not guilty, a little, the evil in you would be like, yes. You know what I mean? Yes, he got off, you know? And right. even in the movies, like Scarface, like, it, I, I, I know he was bad, but I didn't want him to die. You know, I was hoping that he would live. So you have that little bit of just, you know, rooting for that person, even though it's the evil in you, like, oh, you know, let him get away with it because, you know, they're dope. Exactly. That's how I felt about Scarface as well, because you and I reviewed Scarface. Yeah. And his own paranoia and his own sense yeah. of being, par like Frank, he turned into a Frank, the person he despised the most. Right. And yes. Howard got the best of him, thought yes. that he couldn't be touched. And as he kept on building this empire, the, and you've seen the money go in and out of this bank like oh, nothing. Right. And so you're rooting for him the whole time and wondering, is he going to get killed? Is right. he going to go to prison? Because there's been sometimes too, that Tony Montana does wind up dodging the bullet. of. Yes, he does. He does. But like, when he's like, oh, go ahead, John. No, 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 go on. I'll let you. Okay, sorry. When he's a badass, though, he's a badass. Like when he starts, you know, making the money and, and building his empire. And when he takes over Frank, when he has that meeting with the cop and Frank, like that was like the, the dopest meeting. I think that's when he said something about the Hassa, the pig or something yeah, like that. Awesome. When he's doing that. Yeah. <laughs> but my, my favorite thing he does, that. though, is this. He goes over to Frank. When Frank, he winds up setting Frank up to be the rat, the one who right. was supposed to whack him. Yeah. He goes, I'm not going to kill you. I'm to kill you. And he guns up killing him. Right. Um, that was like the most coldest thing yes. that I, the hair on my arm stood up on that scene. Right. You already know it's not going to be good a good day for Frank. You right. already know. He should have just called off that day. He should have just <laughs> went. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Stay at home day. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, take a break, but, take a seat. <laughs> but you see, though, this is also why I like gangster movies, though, too, is like it's the thrill and the ride of seeing where they came from. Because right. Scarface came from nothing. And yeah. he's seen what all these other people have, for example. Yeah. It's like, I want what they have in, yeah, in the this world. Yeah. Right. He goes, in this world, we have to take what we have, what, what other people have, because we don't have any. And that's also the same thing that you can also say. For Scarface, you can also make another thing for other mafia films, though, too. Yeah, The yeah. God, for instance. Okay, the thing I like about The Godfather was we had this war hero, right? For example, right. yes, Michael, who didn't Michael. want yeah. And all of a sudden, his father gets oh, almost gets whacked. Now right. he has a voice, but to take care of the family because 
Number one, you had uh, Sonny, who was too hot-headed. Yes, love Sonny, but yes, too hot-headed. So Michael had to step up and be part of the family, even though he didn't want to. And also ruined Kate, had to hide out in Italy. This guy right? had... Yeah. No, I... um. Well, you know, we, we reviewed that too. And right. um, all three of them. And it was the first time that I ever seen Scarface. So it, the story was absolutely amazing. I know that some people's like, oh, the third one wasn't that good. I enjoyed every single one of them. Because following Michael from when he first got into it and how he was a soldier and he was just a really... He was going somewhere, you know? And the one in the family that, you know, there's always one that you want to protect and kind of keep you out of the life. And that's kind of Michael until, like you said, you know, his dad almost, the godfather almost got whacked and then he died. And then Michael has to step up because Sonny was too hot headed. So just the, the showing their whole life in three movies was really good because where Michael ended up at and how he, he didn't go out, but the people around him who went out, especially when his daughter died. I mean, the movie was amazing, but true yeah. gangster film, like true gangster film. Like you're watching, you know, Lucky Luciano's, you know, life in the this movie like they kept it as accurate as they could being from this Italian family that came over from Italy and different parts of you know Italy and you know um made a world or life for themselves in America you know through crime right you know the olive oil industry you know how right. brilliant was that? using it as a front for ma- uh, for crime which is right. nobody would actually thought about a olive oil and gangsters exactly. it was a perfect front and then you yes. have that one where Sonny's talking to the other mafioso boss, Comenza, I think. And he's like, hey, I got this idea. We're going to do heroin, but right. I don't, I, here's the thing. Your old man don't like this idea. It's going right. to cause too much of a ruckus. So therefore, you know, he needs to go. Right. And I like how Don tries to, uh, slaps him upside the head. He goes, look, built this and you're going to try and burn it down basically because right. of greed, because of power, because of everything. You do not need to be going into bed with this guy because he's too right. loud. Right. So I like that concept of the father trying to guide Sonny, but at right. the same time, yes. he knows that Sonny's a loose cannon though too. So he knows that Sonny's not a good fit in a sense. He's a good he's a good uh, brawler because of the yes. fact that oh, what he absolutely. did with Right. But as for a mob boss, no. Right. He, yeah, he was, he was a good brawler. You know, he's the one to go and, you know, take care of someone if they, you know, didn't do what was supposed to be done, like the sister and the sister's husband who was like beating her constantly and Sonny, you know, had to deal with that. Then we go on to something like, I don't know if you've ever seen the film called Menace to Society. I've, to be honest with you, that's one that I need to visit. Oh my God. So this is an absolute gangster movie, but like, like gangs, like a blood crips type of thing. And um, I have a little bit about it. So I'm going to read this so that you get a sense of what this is about. It's um, after growing up in the gang lifestyle of the Los Angeles project, 18 year old Kane Lawson um, wants a way out. Every, everyone around him is trapped in their lives of crime and violence with the help of, of his caring teacher and supportive girlfriend who Jada played his girlfriend. Kane plans to leave the city for good, but in a series of tragic events. So you have this kid who's living in what, you know, everything around him is gang. It's, it's you know, making money. And obviously he, he and he's living with his grandparents. So of course, you know, the story goes, he gets caught up in this world. But he also has this girlfriend that has this little boy who's offering him this life of normal normalcy, you know, relationship, being a dad. But through the midst of this film, he, of course, gets caught up in that life and a lot of things go down. And at the end, when Kane decides, you know, I'm done, I'm ready to, you know, be a father figure for your son, you know, they're getting packed up, they're getting ready to leave. And of course, when they're getting ready to leave, the little boy's outside on his big wheel and a van comes up 
and they start shooting and Kane ends up dying at the end. And when he dies, the movie, um, the way it goes is it plays everything that he was going to do or everything that had happened, you know, like he's thinking about it as he's dying, like your life flashes before your eyes type your of eyes. situation. Yeah. So that movie was absolutely amazing because the you got to look inside of a kid like that in a situation and kind of like uh, his daily life. What would you do? Exactly. You know? And 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 he this is a smart kid. You end up finding out he's a smart kid, but you know you want rims, you want cars, you you know you want to have what everyone what everyone else is having, you know. Right. So you go for it, and he did, and he paid with his life. But it was just an amazing movie. You have to watch Menace to Society. Definitely not for kids. Like definitely no. not for kids. <laughs> I know that. I know that much. That's definitely not like, for kids. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Okay. So another thing too is okay. So this is me doing something deep thinking as to okay. why we even furthered um, movies and stuff like that too. Right. And it's the fact of, it's like watching a horror movie. It's the thrill of every, of their environment and what they're getting to do right. and just being a part of the fa of the family in a sense. Right. And, you know, and then you also have uh, another perfect example is Tony Soprano from the Sopranos. Yes. Which is in the TV show. They did a perfect job, Rossi. I, right. I know that you haven't seen the Sopranos or anything. No. Have you? Okay. I've so seen a little bit of it, but I haven't, I know, I know the basis of it and I know right. what happened and all that. Yes. Right. Well, what I like, this is what I like about the Sopranos though. They don't just focus on the mob life. They also yeah focus on the actual family life and how a mob boss, mob boss handles the family life and also the mob life okay. together. And it is such a great transition on where Tony was at in season one, right. where he was like an underboss in a sense, because his uncle June was actually the boss. Right. And then his uncle, and then of course his friend winds up having cancer, who's actually the boss. Right. And then like, well, who the hell's going to be the boss now? Okay. And and so then all of a then there's some other stuff that winds up happening. But I like the fact that you're having up a gangster who's going to psychiatry because he's also going to a uh, psychiatrist and he's trying to figure out the balance between the two of them while also okay. going to the psychiatry. He's also learning strategy from the psychiatrist and the psychiatrist has no idea. He's using that as a way to <laughs> also uh, move around his uh, business either. Really? So he's using, yeah. It's oh, like, wow. it, even though he doesn't realize he's doing it, he's doing it. And, and so later on within the seasons and everything, you wind up, uh, you know, but I'm not going to give any spoilers because I want you to be surprised <laughs> with it. Right, right. I, I enjoyed that. Boardwalk Empire is dealing with. Yes, right. Um, Steve and everything, too. He's um, Nucky Johnson, okay. 1920s. You're dealing with um, basically with alcohol and bootlegging. And he's a mayor who's okay. doing all this. <laughs> And, and, oh my God, it's such a great show. I, I right. really enjoy it. Right. But Mark Wahlberg's in charge of that show. You also have Martin Sorsese, who is also the producer of that show as well. Wow. Wow. But the whole reason why I mentioned those two shows is not just because of the gangster outlook. It's the whole entire fact is you're all along for this ride and you're th the thrill of whether right. they're going to get caught or not. Right. You're also wondering if they're going to get shot. Then right. you're also wondering, too, is like, are they even going to get away with the bootlegging? How long is the bootlegging going to even last? Right. And then you also, with Tony Soprano, you're wondering, okay, is he going to get shot by the New York crew? Is he going to, what's going to happen to him? Because you see him also dodge uh, stuff from the FBI and everything, too, okay. as well. So, yeah. Kind of like a, a, a Dottie type of situation, a John yeah. Dottie type of situation. Um, yeah. 
What did you? What about Goodfellas? I, I love the Goodfellas. story of Henry Hill. I thought that yeah. was that's probably one of my definite all time all time favorite ones besides Scarface. Like I've seen Goodfellas so many times, can watch it over and over again and be entertained. Great movie, and I love that they gave you a story of something that actually happened, you know, and, you know, from, you know, of course, a movie standpoint with Henry Hill. What did you think about that one? I love Goodfellas. Goodfellas okay. is one of my favorite movies. I've, to be honest with you, I go back and forth in my head. Uh, do I like Casino more or do I like Goodfellas? Okay. I'm going to pick Goodfellas over Casino. Yeah, definitely. Because love of the Casino. storytelling. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And also, too, with Henry, you know, it's based on a true story. You also yeah. know the outcome of what's going to happen because yeah. of the fact it's based on a true story. Right. But I like how at the very beginning of it, it starts off in a pitch black night yep. and they open the trunk and there's Phil. <laughs> and next thing you know, it he, they wind up stabbing this guy. You don't have a clue at why they're stabbing this guy. Right. Right. Or anything like that. And then as Henry shuts the trunk, it freezes in frame and he goes, all my life, all I wanted to be was a gangster. And then right. the Rags to Riches song comes on and yep. you're hooked. I, I love movies like that. It's kind of like uh, Once Upon a Time in America. You know, that yep. was uh, one in the 80s or, or 90s. But, you know, where it tells the film from the beginning, you know, basically piggybacking off of what The Godfather did. You know, The Godfather did that very well. You know, I don't know if Once Upon a Time in America came out before Godfather, but I love those stories where they start off in the beginning, you know, in the 20s or 30s. And then or like with Henry when he was a kid and what led him, you know, to becoming who he was, you know, in Goodfellas. I love good storytelling because like we mentioned, you know, their whole lifestyle, everything is just it's fascinating that people live like that. Like there's mob bosses like there's like that's not fake. That's real. You know, and when exactly. a movie depicts it so well. I appreciate that. because like you Same said, here. you want to go along on that ride, you know, with, with that person and you do get, are they going to get caught? You know, even though with Henry Hill, you know how it ends, but it's exciting to see, you know, what he did and what he went through and how he went about doing it. Exactly. And, you know, you mentioned Once Upon a Time in America that came out in 84. Godfather okay. came out around the 70s. So, okay. Okay. you know, Godfather paved the way for other yes. gangster films yes. and stuff like that, too. But wait, let me jump back over to good, uh, Goodfellas, though. Like you, the thing that I liked, another thing too, was with Henry Hill mm -hmm. as well. Is all these characters are nice in public. Yeah. Like, like you have Joe Pesci, who his mother's like, "Hey, when are you gonna settle down?" Right. Hey, I settle down with a different woman every night. <laughs> so, um, you have him being good to his mother. You have all these guys that are looking so look like they're so good on the outside, right? And the inside <laughs> and the stuff that they do is so dark, right? And everything because when the lights go off at night, you're the most that's your true person and everything, and that's who they are. And there's yes. no change in that. And then even when Helen's mom is like, "How many times do I have to tell you this is this husband's no good for you?" Da 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 da. Right, da. right. And then here comes Joe Pitch. How many times do I have to tell you, Henry? How many times do I have to tell you? <laughs> right. Yeah. All you do is come home late and everything. You should not be hanging out with us, Henry. What did I tell you, Henry? Right, right. <laughs> Mocking the whole situation. Right, yes. right. But the mother also plays in The Sopranos, too, which is hilarious. Oh, really? Yeah, she plays Carmela Soprano's mother. Okay. So I just thought it was funny that carried on from there. But... <laughs> um, but I also like how it goes into Hen uh, Helen's perspective, though, too. It doesn't just okay. focus on Henry. And they do a yeah, yeah, because you well get to job. see how it is as her as a wife and the mother and her having to run drugs, you know, especially when things got really bad when Henry became very sloppy because I, I think he became a user at that point. I, I think he was using a cocaine addict. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. 
big, big time addict. Helen as well. You know, remember they both had issues and seeing what she went through was, you never think about the wife. No, you don't. That's stressful. You get in your car, you don't know if it's going to blow up. Are they going to kill your kids? Because at that point, she knows what he's doing. Exactly. Because another thing I liked was when Helen says this, like at the very beginning, because, oh, I thought he had this nice construction worker job or anything. (laughs) And they're going through the whole entire thing. She sees Frankie Valley. She sees all these guys. I didn't think anything of it at the time. I was just basically being a girlfriend at that time and just being wowed by everything. And this guy had it all. And then you wind up, then she doesn't run whenever the heat, Henry beats the hell out of that one guy who was being a douchebag to her and hits him over the head with a gun and right. pistol whips him mm-hmm. and then hands That's it back right. over to Helen and she goes, to be honest with you, it kind of turned me on that somebody would actually do that. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us women are crazy like that, you know, it's that bad boy. Thing, you know right. what I mean? It's, it's just that bad boy thing that some of us women have. But, but yeah. I know that we can I talk about one more thing about Henry Hill though, real quick. He Wait. did jump on Howard Stern's show a few times. He did? The real Yeah. Okay. Uh, he would have Henry on his show. This is before Henry passed away, I believe. Okay. And he had him on his show and he was all jacked up. Like he was drunk and everything. He he was really out of control. So he, he ended up getting out of the, the program, right? Program and okay. because all of everybody died. All he died, all those guys died. Okay. Okay. And he got out of the program, witness protection program. Okay. But right. Howard just had him on the show for an interview, and then sometimes he would show up as a guest, and mm-hmm. he would show up drunk. Really? Yeah. And even Robin and Howard were like, "That guy's fucked up." He's Howard goes, "Well, I would be fucked up too if I did half the things that he did in his yeah. life." Yeah. He's got a lot of ghosts with him, is what he said. Yeah, amazing. And that, but uh, let's let's go on ahead. Let, what else do you uh, have though, as far as? Um, I also think uh, Boys in the Hood. That's another good yep. gangster film that was uh, out before Menace to Society. Uh, Ice Cube starred in that, and of course, everyone knows it, it's a meme. Uh, there's a lot of memes from that that film. You know, Cuba Gooding, Gooding Jr. played. Um, I forget who he played. Um, I have it written down here. Anyways, because I wanted to remember some of them. Let's see. Uh, Trey was. Ice Cube and he's uh or Cuba Gooding and he's sent to live with his father um, who played uh Larry Fishburne in tough South Central Los Angeles so another you know just like Minister Society another you know story about a kid and and Trey was a really good kid very smart kid his mom just kind of lost control of him who was played by Angela Bassett and then he moves in with his father Larry Fishburne and um and because you know he's a young kid I think he moved in with his dad when he was 13 years old so when he moved to South Central um you know, he was exposed to things that he hadn't seen before because he only visited his dad on the weekends. Anyway, so he ends up meeting the neighbors who's Ice Cube, starts riding with them. And of course, you know, they have gang um, feuds going on across town. And uh, Ricky, uh, who was Ice Cube's brother, who was going to be a football player, ends up getting shot by one of these gang members. And the story just takes place. And, you know, it's a tale of revenge and, and, you know, poverty and just, you know, dreams and, you know, just all of that was a really good film it really was good it's a powerful film to be honest yes with. yes I get this my now you're gonna laugh at this but my high school showed that movie to us really yeah no joke <laughs> oh my gosh wow that's awesome apparently they thought we were actually mature enough to watch this movie we even watched saving, saving private ryan too but wow wow that's pretty brutal as well yeah but to see his friend die in his yeah. arm 
yeah. because of these. It's a coming of age story of yeah, a fish out of water. Go. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Because Cuba is not used to this kind of lifestyle. And then you have yeah. this one person who's trying to run the straight and narrow life right. of becoming a football player to get and get to get away from everything that was in that neighborhood. Right. And just to and, be in a split second to get it taken away from you. Right. And, then and you his have, brother, uh, Doughboy, um, who, who Ice Cube played, remember, their mother treated Ricky better mm -hmm. than she did Cube's character because Ricky was a star. She looked at Ice Cube as just some bastard child who was just a loser because he was a drug dealer and whatnot, you know? So if you look at that dynamic, obviously, you know, the mother had, you know, that she was the problem to, you know, separate those kids like that to where Ricky, you know, was great in school, great in sport, was always going to go somewhere. So every, and, and when you have someone like that around you in your neighborhood, you know, you're going to protect and tend to boost that person up because you want them to make it, you know? So, yeah. And Ice Cube's character was a he's a good guy. It's just that, you know, he lived by streets and that's how it was. And, you know, his mama didn't care about him. So exactly. You know, so, and yeah, that's fabulous the, movie. I love that movie. It makes me cry every single time because me I'm too. expecting a different outcome every single because. Yeah. Yeah. It's an iconic scene. But at the same time, you're hoping that this time he won't die. Yeah. But, right. But it's I, I, I love it. I, I love yes. this. I love that movie. That yep, um, the okay. There's two movies that come to mind that I like. Okay. Though, too. Okay. Number one, uh, the Departed. I'm saying Departed because oh, the, the yeah. Oh, that yeah. was a re yes, really good one. The Departed is hands down one of my. Even though it's a remake of Infernal Affairs. Okay. Uh, which is an overseas movie and everything. But Marshall Stacey did a fantastic job of yes. filming that. Yes. Uh, you have Mark Wahlberg in it, Alec Baldwin, yes. Matt Damon. You had uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in it. This, for me, is what turned me around for Leonardo DiCaprio as an act. Okay. This was like, this was me being a fanboy, starting to be a fanboy of Leonardo okay. DiCaprio. Okay. Because everything he had to do with being an undercover cop. Yep. And that whole entire meeting between um, Martin Sheen and also um, Mark Wahlberg's character, he's like, "So, are you a cop pretending to be a cop? Are you just a Are you just a, a cop?" And he goes, "Why?" He goes, "Because you're related to someone that's a ma uh, like a mafioso. We don't trust right, you. Right. So therefore, you're not going to get paid like a normal cop. So we're going to send you undercover. Right. And the the best thing about that film, Ross, is the fact that the title does not even show up until like 10 minutes into that movie. Right, because there's a whole beginning before the title right. comes up. And go ahead, you finish your thought. No, 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 go on. No, um, yeah, I remember seeing that film like years and years ago, and I remember the trailers that came out for it. And for me, when you have all those great actors in one film, it's uh, you've already sold you know it to me at that time and then watching the film excellent you know what's sad about these type of films is when the characters get to the point to where they're undercover but they become part of the family and okay. then at some point you have to betray them you're already betraying them but you become part of the family and you know that betrayal is going to happen you know it has to happen they're going to find out hardest thing for as a viewer for me because you don't want that to happen you know what i mean you right you hate that you know the betrayal is going on well perfect example of that is donnie brasco oh yes because him because wow. Nucky, right because of the, because of the al pacino character in yes. him were both uh have this brotherhood with each other this father and son dynamic yeah, father type and of son, thing. yeah yeah and it's like look Look it. You need to go ahead. You need to shave that mustache. We don't that we don't like that. Look, you don't you don't have no clip. You don't do that. Do is you, you have a lot of money. That's how you do it. Put it in there like that and go, whoa. But not <laughs> but you know <laughs> and just like that, we're down to zero. Oh my god, I loved it. That was that was good. But you know, as you see Donnie progress through that whole entire thing, right? Yes. You see him starting to change though. Yes. 
because now he's getting sucked into that lifestyle to the point now it's affecting his family life. It's affecting yeah. everything. And then you're not even sure yourself if he's even going to come back around again. Yeah. If he's he, going to leave the FBI to be with him. Yeah. Cause he, he became, I mean, beyond loyal. Like that was his dad. Like he started to do everything he could do to make sure that dude was protected. And when you saw him, saw them getting close like that, you know, and you know, at, at some point, you know, uh, Al Pacino's character, Al Pacino's character is going to have to find out and know that, you know, Brasco is undercover, but that, that relationship and how far it got to where he lost his wife, like he was losing everything. He lost control of reality. He did. He got sucked into life. He liked what he was seeing. Yes, he did. And, you know, talking like them, yep, uh, the thinking like them, you know, forget about it. And then I was like, what the hell does forget about it? I don't know. It just means forget about it. <laughs> then there's also uh, the Fogazi. You know, that's a Fogazi. What does, it, what does that mean? It means it's fake. And I even use that line too. I'm like, you know, it's a Fogazi, right? Like, what's a Fogazi? I said, this means it's fake. It's right, not real. Right, right. And that's also another thing too. Wolf of Wall Street borrowed that too, where he goes, what's a... It's a wazo. It's a wazo. It's, it's fake. It's not there. <laughs> but, um, I'm getting off topic. But... Um, <laughs> but another one that uh, that I like is 50 Cent's Get Rich or Die Trying movie. Never watched it. You haven't? I, I, I missed that movie. I guess because of that horrible video game, which I don't blame you. But, no, uh, the video game wasn't too bad. I, I, I don't know. I played a video game a little bit. It wasn't too okay. bad. I'm just big. But um, that's right. I probably went to block. I probably went to GameStop. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but anyways, uh, the thing I like about the 50 Cent movie, okay, so you have this kid that is uh, wants to be a rap, and basically, you already know, he gets shot about seven times. Yeah. But he, but it goes into the flashback of what his life was before then, and then him getting into the life of, in the 80s, of him just looking at these pair of shoes that he wants. And he's working the same corner that his mom was working before she died, wow. and selling drugs. And so, he winds up working for the same guy that the mother worked for before okay. she died and before you know it he wants to get out of that lifestyle because now he has a daughter he has a he has a wife now mm -hmm. he wants to get out of that so the only way to do that is to rat them out okay. and he does it through the rap music uh okay. stuff like that too and my favorite i also like the window shopper song i'm just a window yes. shopper. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, but still, I I just like that film. I thought it was a good. I thought it was a good movie for, at okay. that time. Um, but yeah, well, that was fun. Yeah, uh, well, I you know me, I have a big mouth. But um, <laughs> so there's one other uh, thing I wanted to mention real quick too, because there was another thing I wanted to ask you was this. Okay, mm -hmm. so did you like any of the other gangster movies that came out? At, um, too out of the for me, I didn't like Public Enemies with Johnny Depp. Okay, they, I don't think I saw that one. That was, I, no, no, I did. I did see that. I did see that. Yeah, I didn't like that one. Yeah, yeah, Black the Mass one about was okay. The, what was, was that one? Black Mass with Whitey Bulger. It's had oh, Johnny yes, Depp. I, I, yeah, I didn't care for that one. Um, talking about movies. Uh, uh, let me think. And then there's also Legend with Tom Hardy, where he's playing two twin brothers who are gangsters in England. Okay, didn't see that one. That one, um, I wanted to like it, but it wasn't good. The Irishman. The Irishman was good you up know. until you see De Niro tr uh, trying to get up out of the out of his chair and his recliner. It's taking about 10 about 20 minutes to get up <laughs> and then I don't know about you Ross. Did, did you crack up laughing when De Niro's trying to beat up like this guy on the sidewalk? No I don't know. I can't remember that scene. Okay so he's supposed to be young right? Oh yeah okay. You can de-age and de-fake yes. uh, yes. faces. You cannot de-fake yes. movement right. and the way he's 
look at this guy. You can definitely tell he's old. Okay. okay. And the way he runs is just hilarious. John, no, I don't even. I yeah. Didn't I, I like the Irishman. I, I do like the Irishman, and um, basically how I watched it was I ended up watching it in like segments. Okay. Like TV <laughs> because it's like three hours long. Yeah, so I it was watched really it. Long. Yes. But I liked it. I thought it was okay. Uh, this yeah. just in some areas I think that could have been a little bit more sharper okay. and everything. But I thought it was an okay film for uh, what, what it was. What I liked about it was I love the fact that you know it, the the whole um oh gosh the union is telling the oh, story. Yeah. Of, I can't call his name. Name. I hate that though. But the one that they can you think of his name? Oh, I know Hoffa, who you're talking Hoffa, about. Hoffa. Yeah, Jimmy yeah, Hoffa. Hoffa. I loved how they were t- telling the story of, of basically how Hoffa disappeared. Like, you know, you know, telling that story of how he disappeared. Or um, It was really intriguing to me because I find that whole story so fascinating to this day. I still Hoffa do too. You know? Because that was one of the big things was like how what happened to Jimmy Hoffa. Right. And what was the actual story behind it. Right. And that was one of the mystery elements for me to want to watch it. Aside yeah. from it being a gangster movie. Yeah. I liked it because of the mystery element within yeah, it. That's- Exactly. And another thing too is that that book is actually the original title of the book was actually called I Paint Fe- I Paint Fences. Oh, okay. And okay. the reason why they say that is because in hitman terms, it's like, oh, what do you do? I paint fence I paint fences. Okay. So in other words, it is he okay. yeah. hitman. Right. But yeah. Um but yeah, I then there's Casino, and then there's also yeah. uh, a Bronx Tale. Right. The list just goes on. Right. But, right. You know, I, I really enjoyed. I enjoy watching gangster movies just for the simple thrill of the yeah. chase, wondering what's going to happen, how they're going to make it out, and that's why I like the gangster films. Absolutely, and I love them as well for the same reasons. And if it's definitely a bio movie that they do really well, I, those are the ones that I'm definitely going to watch. So yeah, l- l- love love that uh, genre of movies all day. Same here. Yes. Well, guys, that's gonna be it as far as this intermission episode goes. Uh, why do we like gangster movies? Uh, we are gonna try and think of something else uh, that we want to do. Maybe best uh, top five opening scenes in a movie mm-hmm. and stuff like that. We'll probably come up with something. Either way it goes i hope that you enjoyed this little small segment that we did give us a five-star review tell me what you guys think about and uh yeah that's gonna be it as far as this episode goes and uh i hope everyone has a great safe night don't forget about it see you guys have a good night okay This podcast is a production of Unfiltered Studios. If you would like to know more about joining Unfiltered Studios, please visit our website at unfpod.com for more information. Movie lovers, unite!